Clay, did you realize that Stash of Money isn't just for gambling addicts? It's also for when you're in a relationship. Hey, welcome everybody back to Cane Cleave. Hopefully, hopefully everyone's doing well. It's raining here. Kay, how are you doing? I'm good. Whew. Did all day training, so I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Was it was it one of those like a good instructor, like a good good uh, a good talker, or not? Nah? Yes, they want. Uh, it was more to be like interactive, and so you had to talk, and I couldn't just have it on in the background, which is one of the annoying trainings. But it's my last one. Oh so there you wow! Go. So, so you have to like participate. Yes, it was. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I did a lot of online shopping. Oh man i i got used to, I got used to that during the pandemic, unfortunately, and it actually spoiled me because I had a meeting today, and mm-hmm. I was totally not engaged in it. Um, had my mute button on the whole time, and I just kind of just chilled out, like I normally do on that call. It's about a forty-five minute call, but again, I'm just cooling out on it, you know. Absolutely. So tonight we have an interesting topic. Obviously, if anyone that's listening, anyone that's folded in the last election cycle, one of the um, things that was on the agenda of at least one of the candidates was student loan debt, which is a massive, massive undertaking for a lot of people who are seeking an education in this country that once you get out of college, at some point, if you were assisted by the government, um, you have to repay those loans. But it's not, it's not also the government. It's also these private companies that um, finance your education that are, to me, sometimes predatory in their um, in their payback of, of how you pay it back. Because again, um, some of the some of the payments that I researched are six hundred dollars, seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Yep. And if you're a college student just out trying to make it, I don't know how you pay that without living at home or you have an income, you know, two incomes coming in or you, you, you know, you're working multiple gigs. So it's something that um, affects everyone. I've been paying student loans for God, it's, it feels like about 25 years and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still out there doing it. And I'm one of those people that's going to be picking up my payments again in October, I think, or end of September. I can't remember what I have to log on and see where it is, but yeah. First of all, how do you feel about student loan debt? I mean, I have a lot of it <laughs> and having my master's and everything. It it sucks. I mean, but if I have to pay it back, I have to pay it back. Like that I feel bad for like the generation that's never paid it back. You've actually had to budget for your student loans. I've had to budget for my student loans for people who were coming in and having to start paying back their loans and then the pandemic hit had this influx of money that they probably were budgeting and now they spent it on whether it's house or luxury things maybe they did put it away for savings who knows but i have a lot of coworkers that's never paid a single loan back they don't know how much they have to pay or what that's like to get that extra three to seven hundred dollars out of your um account every month so i think it's going to be a awakening for them oh yeah did you when you took out your loans um the uh, well the initial ones did you did you realize what you were doing did you realize what you were hedging on on your back did you realize oh my god i'm this is going to cost me a lot of money and the field that i chose is going to cost me more money at some point 
Did you did you realize that? Um, no. I think I was like every young kid going into thinking debt. I'm like, oh, well, when I charge something, it's not really coming out of my bank account. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's a future case problem. That's not my problem <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> What a no! Who's the thought about student loans? Let you know, me just take out. Yeah, more. you know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I can understand that. It's like uh, when I was in college. I don't know if this happened to you. So there was some kind of event, like a spring fling or whatever they called it, and there were like vendors there, like you know, all kinds of different vendors, people selling things or whatever. And then mm-hmm. there were a couple of credit card, um, credit card stands, like these people yeah. that were from, like Discover and Mastercard to hook you in. And I got a Discover card at the time. Now, mind you, I'm a college kid. I'm 19 years old whenever I got my first credit card. And then I discovered, air quotes, that I had to pay that back every month. <laughs> so I got my introduction to that um, really early. But when I was, um, my dad paid most of my education. And then I, uh, the last uh, year or so, I, I jumped on with some loan. Well, last two years, like two and a half years or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I was thinking, I'm like, man, this is, you know, I didn't know what the payback was going to be, but I, you know, they give you an interest rate at yep. the time, but then that's tied into that's that's going to be tied into your, your salary, which you don't know what you're gonna gonna get. When I got out of, when I got out of school, my first real job, I think I was making twenty seven five, and I was happy to get that. Now think of that twenty seven. This is a nineteen ninety six twenty seven thousand dollars a year right was base salary and then of course you get overtime and um other things bonuses whatever that comes in so i think the first year i shook out around 56 or so like with all the incentives that i had because i you know had a cool job but again those loans were those payments were like four something at the time three three something four something Mm -hmm. and they didn't and they jumped up to in the sevens so it's you know then you have to re you know, refinance them and things of that nature or consolidate. And that's something that we're going to talk about later for people that are dealing with this now that they didn't know. Because when you look at your credit report, and this is for me speaking in t- speaking to you from the property management side of it, as if you're getting housing, mm-hmm. when your credit report, when you see a credit report, you're going to see 30 something account for your student loans. You can actually consolidate them to one account and eliminate having 30 lines on your credit report. Mm-hmm. Something that you can do um, by calling your, your provider and discussing what you can do with that, okay? So obviously we're a relationship show um, as far as the interactions between the relationships between human beings. Now, when it comes to debt, how do you feel about how we project our debt onto others or their debt onto us? Uh, have you have you ha- ever had someone that you were dealing with that you just said, oh, my God, like they spend their money so recklessly. I don't know how, yep. how we can coexist financially. <laughs> yes. So it yep. made me think that's a strong. Oh, yep. <laughs> OK, oh, yeah. let's, let's hear. It. Well, it made me think of like our last show of like red flags and thinking of somebody's not financially stable or if they have a lot of debt. Is that like a red flag? And for me, I will say, like, I budget weekly monthly like as much as i can because i want to know i have an idea what's coming in it's pretty much the same every couple weeks but when it goes out that might vary so i definitely am money conscious of all of that stuff but yes i have dated a guy that um spent 
frivolously on a whole bunch of different things. And I even made that known to him. And then he changed like departments where he wasn't working overtime as much. So he was working overtime, living off of his overtime. And he was pretty Monday, pretty much Monday through Friday. And mm. I told him, you got a budget. You're not going to have that money. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Six months later, he was in so much debt. And um, I mean, his, it affected his mental health ultimately because he wasn't able to do what he wow. was doing before. Yeah. So he didn't, so. he didn't think to replace, he didn't think to replace the, the, um, the job or the overtime with something else like you know to supplement it or he just said i lost that i'm not gonna delve into anymore i'm just gonna sulk like i, I, I don't understand with that i think for him it was more so like i'll be fine i can do overtime like on the weekends or i have like my night like detail but when um this individual wasn't is was in law enforcement but when you do eight 12 hour shifts that can be a lot of overtime that you're used to. You're bringing in thousands and thousands of dollars for just one paycheck. Gotcha. And gotcha. then you're spending it on, like, I remember him telling me, he's like, I eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, first of all, why are you, wow. how are you not like 500 pounds? But second of all, that's just unnecessary spending. Like that, like you don't cook? He's like, no. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we all have a story like that, or we all have our idiosyncrasies where we, you know, mm -hmm. where we look at how we spend our money and and what we spend our money on, and what's important to us, what's not important to us at the moment. Um, I always um, trafficked in the um, in the arena of shelter, transportation, food. <laughs> those are yep. the three things that are hardline for me that I have to I have to cover those three things. You know, I need some place to live that's safe and nice and affordable. Um, I need to be able to get places <laughs> and I also need to be able to eat, whether it's yeah. eating out or, or cooking, cooking for myself or whatever it is. A everything else kind of falls in. But we all have our our hobbies and we have our um, things that we that we subscribe to. I used to write out all my bills. I used to write out everything, even student loans. I, I would kind of have that. But now I kind of just know what I need. And when I go to buy something stupid, air quotes, I look mm -hmm. and say, do I need this right now? Get this relationship that you guys are sharing, let's say sharing a space, you know, you guys move in together. Mm -hmm. um, who's responsible for what? Are you traditionalists? Like, oh, you take the man takes care of the rent or the mortgage and then you take care of everything else. Like, what, are, what is your take on on how debt enters the realm of relationship? No, I, I'm not like that. I think it it should be based off of your income. If I am making more than the significant other, then I should be providing more in the household, whether that's towards rent, utilities, groceries. If he's making more, then it's vice versa. I think it should be based off of, um, yeah, income. And if we're similar in our income, then it's 50-50. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think it should be, um, I mean, not really into men just taking care of me, so... I always um I always ha 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 that but I always think about that like in retrospect I I, I think about your independence and how you how you view in the independence I, I never see I'm I'm from that era of spoiling a woman if you have mm. the means obviously and if and if you don't have the means you find a way to do it um on a budget <laughs> get it but I always to me like I don't 
I don't want to dictate or, or, or I don't want someone to feel um, their obligation is to me, right? It's to the unit, yeah. it's to the home, right? Okay. Because you make more, obviously you have a good point that you, you know, you pay for more. But some people don't have it like that. Some people only pay, yeah. like, you know, you pay your credit card bills, I pay my credit card bills, right? Or I pay the mortgage, you pay utilities or whatever it is. Everyone has mm -hmm. a different setup. And, uh, you know, we're not here to tell anyone that they're wrong in how they're set up. But for me, taking a different approach to it, I'm such a, uh, such a traditionalist when it comes to it that uh, if I have the means, obviously, um, I'm going to take on the lion's share of the bills. And then the others, you know, I would want you to put in more to savings for us, right? So where I'm, where mm -hmm. I'm taking on some of these bigger bills, I would say, well, okay, I need you to put away one of your paychecks, every paycheck, like just put it away, right? Mm -hmm. So we have that money to travel or for whatever we're going to do. And you made, you made an interesting comment earlier when we started talking about, when we talked about the red flag situation, because financial is one of those ones that we all ignore at first, Yeah. right? We're going out, we're I having agree. a great time. You're watching him hang out with his boys. He's watching you go out with your girls. Mm -hmm. And no one's kind of quantifying what the spending is looking like because everyone's yeah. taking care of themselves, right? But then it, it comes a time when you're like, hey, I'm trying to go on this boys trip and I'm coming up short. And you may look at me and be like, well, if you stop going out every weekend to the sports bar, you'll have that money for that boys trip, right? Yeah. So people people tend to to get loud <laughs> with stuff on other people when it's when it's it's focused on we're doing this together. We go from a me to a we and we go from mm -hmm. a mine to a ours, right? Um I remember dating someone that said to me they expect a man to take care of everything. Like they're not going to pay anything. Right? No. They're not going to pay utilities. They're not going to pay their own car note. <laughs> Obviously, you know where this was going. I was like, well, we're yep. not going to be together. Cause I'm like, right. <laughs> even if I do have it like that, that's totally like, what do you do with your money? Like, you just do mm -hmm. anything with your money and my money's all gone. It's kind of unfair. Right. And you know, when you're taking on um, people's debt or assuming their debt, this is what happens so with the student loan thing as we started to talk about if you're so if you're married so you mentioned that you have the, you know because you have uh, multiple degrees so you have a lot more debt than me mm -hmm. so do you is it fair to say that when you marry someone they're taking on your debt right obviously you earned your degree they didn't mm -hmm. earn, earn your degree so mm -hmm. but if they offer to pay it i know that you're uh, i'll take care of myself type of girl Mm -hmm. Would you let them assume like, hey, I'll take care of that too for you? How would you how would you how would you welcome that or not welcome that? I probably wouldn't welcome that. I would say let's put the money towards a vacation. Um, something because here here's the thing, also with me in particular, because I work in government, I am part of the public student loan forgiveness. So within ten years wow. and I have about two more years to go, all my loans will be forgiven. Now, obviously, that could change under a different administration. I've had friends and colleagues where their loans were forgiven during the pandemic. So I'm hoping that it holds out for another two years. So if I had a partner that says, I will pay off your student loans for you, I think I'd be more inclined to, well, let's wait for after these two years because I don't want you to be spending this big chunk and change on something that could be forgiven and where I don't have to pay anything mm -hmm. back. And that should be rather go towards a house or 
a really nice vacation overseas or in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. that's that's what I would prefer. A lot of people don't realize um, how finances do affect the relationship. Because Absolutely. if one person feels burdened with the with the um, the crux of taking care of everything, it it does kind of put a um, it does put a, a black eye on everything. Like if if one person isn't working, like they just lost their job, they're in you know in yeah. between work or whatever, it's different because you got to pick up the slack and maybe some things change, maybe some things don't change as far as the, how the house how the household is being ran, right? Or stay at home parent. Once they get back into the yes, yeah, I was gonna go there too, like a, mm -hmm. a um. Uh, what, what do they call the guys that do that? It's, it, it, there's a term I can never remember it. Um, but yeah, being like a, a, a house husband, I, I think it's that. But yeah. I think it's something a little bit more nuanced. But a house husband or whatever, like so they get the kids up or whatever. So do you do, do you quantify that? Is a person saying, you know what? I don't. I, I'll stay home for two or three years whilst mm -hmm. you work, and I'll take care of the kids. Right. Yeah. Do you quantify that as 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 a debt reliever? Like, say, okay, well, this person is helping me not have to pay for daycare or aftercare, or transportation to get the kids to school, or getting them to soccer and all the other activities. So, do you think that's quantifiable as a as a uh, this is doing my part for us? Absolutely. I mean, I grew up with my dad working. My mom was a stay at home mom. So I remember her saying that her and my dad always had was you share your money, you share your life. And um, I commend people, whether you're a male or a female, that can be a stay at home parent, because I know I could never be. That's just something that would be very hard for me. But these individuals have jobs too, and they might not be getting monetary gain, but they're still getting rewarding, spending more time with their kids, um, having those memories and those moments. And yes, it is a burden off of the parent that goes to work because I know my kids are going to be safe and they're going to be provided for. And I know the house, I don't have to pay for a daycare and the house might be semi-clean or something like that. And there might be a home cooked to me when I get home or there may not be, but it can also, I think, provide a sense of safety this that you know be. where your kids are at. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I agree with you, but you know what? Sometimes you just you know, might not feel like you want to cook. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, and this is not this is not hard coded anywhere. But if you're home all day, the kids aren't up all day. They they do go to school at some point, right? It it wouldn't hurt you to put something on the stove. I don't care if it's, it's cheese steaks, <laughs> something. Cheese steaks? That seems extreme. I'm just I'm just saying, like the easiest thing you can make, <laughs> like make cheese well, steaks, right? Something that I, you know, your spouse comes home, you're like, hey, I know you had a hard day. You know, there's something in the oven for you or there's something on the stove for you. you know, it's kind of weird that did you're home all day and you don't do shit. Like, that's crazy to me. Well, I mean, you're right. Like, if the kids are going you, to school, so what, they're five or six. But if you have, like, a newborn baby and or, like, a toddler that you have to watch, like, I, I get what you're saying, but I also understand... I also see the downside of being a stay-at-home parent to where your only interaction is with possibly a child that doesn't talk back, or they do, and it's all in gibberish. Um, so you don't really have, like, adult mm. conversation where us being adults and just being human, we crave that on a daily basis. You not watch, like, The Housewives of Orange County or some shit like that because, like, when they, <laughs> when they put the kids down or, or they go to school, they're going on a spa date. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're going to fucking, you know, they're going to fucking get massages and shit. Like, you know, I mean, I'm being extreme, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to keep it in, in, in perspective here. It's hard. I've seen friends of mine be house husbands or house men or whatever, kept men, whatever you want to call it. And that's a different term, but I, I think, um, I think, um, from a, and I'll, and I'll give you both sides of this. So from the, from being someone that's assisting, you're helping with the newborn or, you know, toddler or whatever, like that's one thing. Right. But then there's like, what else do you do? Instead of going to the spa day, are you studying to get your master's online or are you doing something, um, working on a business idea or something else that you're going to contribute and help other than helping us rear the kids? The other side of that is that as being the man, for me, speaking for me personally, it would be hard for me mm-hmm. not to stay home, but it's to, to not be one of the breadwinners, like really bringing in the bread, like I'm putting money right. into the house. I know from a, I know from a standpoint of helping us save money, I get that. But what I'm saying is that it'll be hard for me to say, hey, I need to get a haircut or I need to get brakes done on a car and I'm looking for the checkbook that you have. Right. Or I'm going into the account that you have money sitting in because you're the one that's making the money. Mm-hmm. It would make, it would just make me feel like, hey, as a man, um, like, am I really contributing here? Am I, you know, when we argue or you're going to use it against me and weaponize it and say, hey, I'm bringing the bacon home. Shut the hell mm-hmm. up. You know, it's hard. It's hard to do because I've seen this. I've seen this with my own eyes. I've, I've, I've seen it and I've heard it and I've talked about it with friends and they're saying, man, this was cool the first year, but now she makes me feel like I'm totally worthless. And I'm like, wow, what are you going to do? I'm going back to work. You know, we got to figure that out. Now we're going to incur spent, uh, expenses because my ego can't take this. You know, well, it's kind of crazy. I um, also feel like that's more on the relationship than the actual situation. If you have a partner that weaponizes that you are a stay-at-home parent and you are providing, it's a job. Being a stay-at-home parent is being is a job. It's a full-time job that you have to do the laundry, clean the house, taking care of the kids, mm-hmm. keeping them alive. It's it's very important. Um, if you have any pets and to have a partner. <laughs> like demoralize you or think that you don't have any worth because of what you do that speaks more volume in my opinion to the relationship and to that person like that that's not okay i can i can almost guarantee you this argument right now somewhere in america going on where someone's getting told a wife is getting told or a husband's getting told you don't do shit around here i'm the one fucking going to work and because you had a bad day at work, you're going to lash out. You're going to be like, you come home, this guy's playing Madden. You're like, what the f- Like, are you serious right now? You're mm-hmm. playing Madden all, all day? <laughs> and the house looks like shit. Nothing is cooked for me. The kids haven't done all their homework yet. And I walk in and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, hey, um, yeah, I was going to take care of all of that in a little bit. You're like, what? And it just goes full bore. But you're right. The relationship, how that tempo, how that is, the temperature of that, more or less dictate how you guys treat each other because again when when one person is um paying for everything or taking care of everything essentially mm-hmm. like where where the invisible the invisible side is not seen where hey this guy staying home is saving us twenty thousand dollars in daycare for the three kids that we have that right. don't have to go to school you know or you know be aftercare whatever it is mm-hmm. that is not it's, it's a vibe that's not being seen right so it's not in some people's eyes it's not quantifiable 
But again, there's arguments where a wife would stay home or I'm sorry, a wife would work two jobs because her husband is getting his PhD and then he mm-hmm. gets his PhD and then, le- and then leaves. He's like, I'm, I'm done. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. Like, and you're trying to get alimony and he's like, you're not getting a dime. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, you, I sacrificed to do this and the plan was for you to, you know, get your PhD or whatever mm-hmm. it is or, or, or your right. law, de- you know, law degree or whatever it is, or become a doctor and then you're supposed to come back and help what's going mm-hmm. on, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It happens on both sides of the fence. So I, you know, I've seen, I've seen situations, not as, not as bad as that, but I've seen situations where the person is being told or they're being treated uh, as such. And it, it may be inadvertent to say, Hey, she's treating me like, like I'm some like little kid, you know, where every, or it's, it's like a, it looks like a pimp situation where the, where the woman comes in and puts up on the counter Right. Like, What's that? Oh, that's my stipend for the month. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my, you know, that's that's what she takes care of me. Like I, I get a, I get a um, per diem or whatever you want to call it, and that happens. And you know, like I said, I, for me, my ego couldn't take not staying home. If I stay home for the kids, like that's fine. But I think at some point in the back of my mind, I, I, as a pest, I'm thinking like, yo, this is gonna, we're gonna have an argument or some shit, and then she's gonna be like, yo. I take care of you. I take care of all of this shit. And that's going to send me into orbit over Madagascar. Like, I'm like, what? So I, I always try to try to make sure that as a man that I can hold my hold my own and I'm contributing or I'm taking care of the lion's share of it. Now, I'm a firm believer in um, each person doing their, their part, right? Right. But again, I think on both sides, no one should be, you know, make to be, make to be um, fe- felt that they're not appreciated or I do more than you because I'm right now, I'm the one bringing in all the money. 100%. Well, and I think how we view money all stems from our parents. Like my growing up, like my family, I want to say they lived paycheck and pay- to paycheck, but we weren't the Rockefellers. So like, <laughs> but we everything us kids wanted we got and stuff like that but did we go on vacations outside of like disney world not really unless it was to the carolinas or georgia so i think it's just Mm. how you view money or what you saw your parents go through being brought up i know for me like i said earlier i couldn't really be a stay-at-home mom it's because when i when my dad died my mom had to rejoin the workforce and my mom had been out of the game for 13 14 years because she was a stay-at-home mom so she had to go back into it and i'm like wow i'm like i don't think like the courage and the bravery that she had to do and she did all that for her kids and her for her family i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i could do that like maybe that's something that i like vowed to myself i'm like i will always have a job i will never be dependent on anybody especially a spouse so if something was to happen whether it was a divorce or they died or something that I will be able to take care of me and whoever else is in my household. So I know that's a big reason why I couldn't be like a stay-at-home parent. So if you if so if you met a if you met a guy that um I'm not, I'm not going to go into the realm of like unrealistic but let's say he makes great money, right? There's good mm-hmm. money then there's great money, right? Yeah. He makes great money and he says to you in a in a non in a non-baiting way to say, hey, I want to take care of you or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm a traditionalist and I feel that a woman's not supposed to work or whatever with me. But he says, hey, 
you know, you working is is more of a choice than than it being something that you have to do or I don't want you to do. So if he says, hey, I want you to not work, does it have to be because you're having kids or you're just not going to entertain? Hey, I just don't want to be a housewife or I something like that. Don't want to be a housewife, but I also think I would be bored. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, it's that question. If you won like the mega millions, which is up to like $800 million, would you go into work the next day? Would you continue to work? My would ass says, yes, I would probably go into work the next day because I'd be in such a shock. Man. And then I would be continue to work <laughs> because I'd be so bored. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I- Let me tell you something. <laughs> when, when I hope people that can't see us on YouTube, I would hold my phone up to waves crashing and I'm like guess the longitude and latitude where I'm at right now that you know I'm not coming to work today this is this is this I give you a choice it starts with Tahiti and ends with Tahiti Tahiti <laughs> I'm realistic right if I was if I had to and I really want your answer on this but if I had to flip that question on myself if, if I met a woman that says hey I'll take care of you and you know you don't have to work it's a choice you work if you want don't work if you don't want to like I said, my ego in in a realistic sense would say, you know, hey, no, I got to do something, but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being taken care of for a little bit. If, if it was like a year off or two years off, whatever, I would actually go for it. I, yeah. just be, I know that you're right. I would want to do something, but if I don't really have to work, I probably won't. And I'm the type of person that I'll. <laughs> you got to let me know when what what the boundaries are because I will push them. I'm like, oh, I, I so I can't get a Porsche. <laughs> I thought I could get a Porsche. Like, right. I'm sorry. I just want to turn my BMW in and get a Porsche. Like, you need to let me know what the ground rules are first because I am going to push it. But um, yeah. So you wouldn't. So you wouldn't be with someone that wants you to be a housewife. Like, like you don't have any kids. It's like, hey, I just want you to stay home, uh, albeit being bored. Like, would you go back to school and get a, a PhD or something like that, or not? No, I would want to work and stuff like that. Like, to me, first, a balance is like, okay, let me work. But then if you want to take care of me, then it's like, let's go on vacation. Like, let's let's go away for the weekend or let's go to like this really nice dinner or showing and stuff like that. Because we're looking at like kind of going back to just finances in general and student loans. Money's going to be tight for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. if I am at that point, might have to live paycheck to paycheck or I can't go out and drink as much as I used to. I don't have a problem. It's just, I like my wineries. Judgment free zone. This is like fucking planet fitness over here. Like don't, we don't judge you. <laughs> Please continue. If I have to, right. If I have to scale that back, then yeah, I would want like somebody else, a partner to be like, all right, you know what? I know you're taking care of your bills. You're taking care of what you need to do. So let me splurge on you. Let me, I would prefer it to be that way rather Mm. than, oh, let me just pay for your bills. Let me pay off your student loans. You never have to work. It's like, no, I need some type of autonomy for myself. In my travels, I've assisted people in in many different Mm -hmm. ways and relationships. Uh, One person I was with um, for New Year's, well, it was Christmas. It was like the Christmas gift, but it was given on New Year's was the first six months of the year, so from January to June, right, I help you clean up your credit report. Whatever outstanding things you have, medical bills, whatever I can clean up to give you a better perspective by by the summer. 
and then we would do mines from July to um, December. And if need be, we continue it into the next year. So that way, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're starting to reset yourself. Obviously, student loans was something that wasn't some, a part of that, but it was like, yeah. I'll pay your car note. I'll pay, you know, when you make your car note payment, your first payment, I'll make it and then I'll make another payment for your car note. But I'm paying the principal, you're paying principal and interest and it'll help you kind of get ahead or I'll have you just hold your car note money and I'll take care of your car note for the next six months. So that way you mm-hmm. can save up that money and pay something else off. I've done these things personally. And then when you break up with the person and you find out that they're in a worse situation than they were when I'm like, wait a minute, I gave you a control all delete and you're right back in the same situation. Like how? Right. It just blows my mind. But mm-hmm. I am I'm in the school of thought of taking care of someone, but I also am in the school of thought of like, if something happens to me, I need someone that can go into, you know, um, that can go into like, hey, I got it right now. Right. You know, watch, look for something else or you heal or if, you know, if you're injured or whatever, like I can take care of us. Don't worry about it. Versus mm-hmm. sitting there and you're twirling your thumbs like, what are we going to do? Because we just lost the one income that we had. That's why I don't like yeah. the housewife thing unless you're Mm -hmm. rearing children because I'm like, shit, something happens to me, then we're fucked. (laughs) Yep. You know, I'm going to do everything in my power to not, you know, not have us there. But um, at the end of the day, I want to definitely make sure that I'm with someone that can meet me at the table and we can figure this out. The sexiest thing about a woman to me is being able to solve problems. Even sexier is being being able to see problems and and say, hey, this is going to be a problem later. Let's not do that. Yeah. I I also think it will be interesting because... You saying that made me think of um, childhood family where the husband, mom stay at home, dad went to work. He had lost his job. So the mom went back to like being a substitute teacher, being like a camp counselor, and then kind of going back to being like a full-blown teacher. And um, I just, to me, it's like, that's a partnership. That's what's important when one person falls or you know there's a hiccup in the road and the other person picks them up and it makes me think of like does this generation and i mean this generation i just mean coming up of younger like do they have those same values you know you you mentioned just because you pay off a credit card doesn't mean you are financially stable or you know how to use money because you can pay that off and then within a couple months it's back up to right and it's like just because you paid it off doesn't mean you know how to handle money. And unfortunately, money is what makes the world go round and we all mm-hmm. need it. You said something earlier. How do you, so how do you feel, like, how do you look at money? How do you feel about money? I mean, I need it. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. We all do. But I would say it's not like, it's not something that I value. Like, kind of like what you said, like, roof over my head food, I have transportation, like I have all the essentials being met. That's all that's important to me. If I have enough or a couple of dollars to splurge on a Starbucks cup of coffee, that's great. Mm-hmm. If I can't order pizza because I have bills going out, but you know what? I'll just go to the grocery store and I'll make my own pizza because that's mm-hmm. cheaper than ordering something from like a fancy like Italian restaurant. Yeah, I think that's how I view money that it's and how I spend money. Is it a want or a need? That's true. Do I want this or do I actually need this? All right, I need a working car because I live 30 minutes from my job. So I need mm. to make sure the maintenance is up, you know, everything's in alignment because I need that. 
What's the have, have you ever bought something that had buyer's remorse? Like, and what was it? That many, no. that many things. <laughs> yeah, that many things. Honestly, no, I've never had anything. Maybe like a. You've never had buyer's remorse. No, I mean like maybe okay, like so a. How, how, like how much we talking though? How much we talking? I mean the purse like, was like said, ninety dollars. Oh, you're not any fun. Come on, I got. No, I got I've never. Beat. I got yes. you beat with a buyer's remorse. I got mad buyer's remorse. I got so many really? things I could name. Mm-hmm. What? The biggest thing was a <laughs> biggest thing was a R a R eight, which is a hundred and forty thousand dollars sports car. And I was already I already had two other BMWs at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't need a I didn't need a third car. But it was testosterone field with the friends I was hanging out with, and then I ended up getting a car. And then realizing after like a few weeks, I'm like, shit, why did I get this car? First of all, uh, if you guys know what an R8 is, it's literally a sports car. It's a V12, mm-hmm. V12 engine. Um, and it's it's not something that you have in New Jersey. <laughs> it's a California, Florida type thing. Like you, you need open road and, and sunny weather to have a drop top like that. It's ridiculous. But that was buyer's remorse. Like I ended up losing like my down payment, most of my down payment. Which was like a couple of like, not a couple of grand, but like fifteen thousand dollars. It was like Jesus. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- so this is the thing about me. Like, so I-, I asked you about how you feel about money. Like, for me, I have a pharaoh mm-hmm. mentality. Like, I I really have a pharaoh mentality. Like, obviously, you can't take it with you, right? But as you make it, mm-hmm. you need to enjoy yourself. Like, I've I've enjoyed in my younger years. I've enjoyed like just spontaneously taking trips. Like, I would just be like, you know what, I'm going to fucking Vegas like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I would just book a flight and go to Vegas, you know, spend four days, whatever, three or four days. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to the Caribbean. You know, I used to have that spontaneity just to be like, I'm out. I realized a long time ago that I don't want to work just to pay bills. I don't want to say to myself or say to someone I'm with, like, hey, we can't go here or there because we have bills. Like I said to you, like, like we, while well, we both said the basics are covered, shelter, transportation yeah. and food. Everything else is fair game. I don't, I have like two major credit cards. That's it. Where I come from originally in South America, like you don't, you don't deal in credit cards, like you deal in cash. Mm-hmm. And it's also like a control thing with me too, because if I go to, if I go to buy a new suit and I have 400 bucks on me, that's the limit. <laughs> but if I have a credit card on me, I'm getting the suit, the belt, the hat, the socks, the shoes, the the tie, and then something else and the wallet. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. my forage is only going to go as far as I can. I'm best believe I'll be haggling my ass off trying to get the best I can for 400 bucks. So mm-hmm. I don't look at money. I don't look at money as an end all be all. I don't stress about money because I've had, I've made money and I've not made money in my lifetime, like up until now. Yeah. Where I've I've had jobs making a few hundred thousand dollars a year, and I've had jobs where I'm making like 60, 70, and I'm like, shit, how am I surviving? But again, I go back to what I said in the beginning. Got out of college, my first job, 27, mm-hmm. five. And that was holding down a two-bedroom apartment, right? With a basement and all kinds of stuff going on. But that was 1996. You know, it, it shows you in in years how things change, how much things cost. When I was in yeah. high school, when I was in high school, gas <laughs> was under a dollar, like 88 cents. There's a um, there's a gas station on Route 22 in New Jersey, not too far from where, I, where my um, parents' house is, that it's still like it's been closed for, for it's been closed forever. But they still mm-hmm. have the marquee up like of, of the prices. And you see that 86, 86 cents for uh, super, 
right? Mm-hmm. 79 cents for uh, regular and then diesel, whatever, what, what diesel was. Right. And like, holy. So I remember my dad saying one time when gas was like a buck 19, like, oh my God, are they trying to bank, bankrupt us? And I'm like, it's like $4 in yeah. the summertime around here. So I'm like, shit, it just goes to show you how, how, how things affect you. Um, I wanted to ask, so, you know, we, we kind of bounce around on our topics a little bit, but I always want to ask you uh, one serious question and then we kind of just give our ideas on on what people can do. So mm-hmm. so we're talking about debt. We're talking about debt um, from a relationship standpoint, lending money to friends and family or your significant other. How do you feel about that? Don't do it. <laughs> like when, when you're in a relationship. So, you, so let's say you and I are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you lend your mom money or give your mom money or do you... If I let my mom a thousand bucks, it's gonna take away from bills being paid around here. Like, how do you, like, how do you quant, like, how do you do that with family and friends and or anyone? Do you lend, do, do you lend money to anyone? Um, I would say I lend money mostly. I mean, I lend money to family members, and I haven't received it back. And I know like mm-hmm. other family members have done the same thing and haven't received it back. I, I mean, honestly, the only person I feel comfortable lending money to would, would be my mom. But if in regards to like a relationship, I think that's just having a conversation with that individual, with mm. my significant other, you know, if it's me and you, hey, Cleve, like I have, my mom's in this tight spot. She needs a thousand dollars. This is like the payment plan that she's going to give us. And like, and that's the thing. See, there needs to be a plan. See, and that's the thing. And we, that's why I, that's why I asked that about about that asking you because for me a mom or a dad or something like that unless there's an extenuating circumstance it's not even it's not even up for for discussion just do it that's your mm-hmm. mom if your mom needs a grand how can I help to get her that grand and she don't have to worry about payments back we're good like that's how I look at that because when when, when I look at my parents right and I always say this to them. And I said it's my dad when he was alive. Like, there's no amount of money in the world that I can pay you or give you that can repay you for what you've done for me. Like, since I was like a little kid, like, 100%. I can't put a number on. I can't put a so. So, if my mom comes to me and be like, "Hey, I need a grand. Mm-hmm. All right, when, when do you need it? Where where can I send it to you? But pull it from somewhere else. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna figure it out how to you know fix it on my end. But if she needs it, she needs it. So it wouldn't be something that I have to. Uh, say hey, this is the payment plan or whatever. Now, a friend or something like that—that's that's different. That's that's a little bit different for me because I'm like shit. You know, who is this friend? And how is you know how are we friends if we're friends through somebody else or you know stuff like that? I just can't. Um, I just can't give out money to people like that. You know, like I said, a mom or a dad, a brother or sister—a little different. Unless there's a situation, circumstance like you know they're a drug addict or and I'm like wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's not do that because or they have a gambling problem or whatever. Like, hey, what do we, so what's, yeah, what is the plan here? Because obviously we want to help them, but then we don't want to enable them either. Like, you know, like we're going to take that money and then they take it in, well, and then deeper into another hole or whatever. Well, and that's my thing. Like if it was like for a front or like siblings and stuff like that, what do you need? Well, I need $500. Why do you need $500? My utilities and car payment. All right, so I will just pay your utilities and car payment. I'm not going to give you the $500 for you to go and spend it on things that, you know, and again, you have to look at, in my opinion, their financial, like, how do, how do they handle money? Do they not budget it well? Do they go out and spend? Do they have a buyer's remorse where they spent something really nice? And they're like, oh shit, bills are due this month. 
I think that that's a huge thing. And I, for me, talking about money can be uncomfortable, but I also know it's important to me because it is how I live. And I am mm -hmm. not somebody that, yes, I, you need a payment plan. Like if I'm paying you back or if you're paying me back, we need to have that something up front right away. Obviously there's different circumstances. I think with my mom, mm -hmm. I would definitely, like I would even still do it with my mom, I'm not gonna lie. But, um, but I think wow. that would be having a hey, conversation. You're, you're an of course. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still. Yo, you're an animal. But here's the thing. Like, if your mom needed, like, a grand, would you not have a conversation with your partner about it? Or would you just be like, all right, mom, here's the money? No, no, I would, I would, I would honestly, I mean, I would honestly let them know, like, hey, this is the situation and this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell my mom no, is what I'm right. saying. Like, you know, like, so... Because again, there's things that I've always needed in my life for for whatever anything. My mom has come through. My dad's come through for it. So like mm -hmm. I, if any, if they needed something, without question, without question, they would get it for me. A so sibling, then what happens? That's a little bit different. If, like you said, like you, hey, I'll, right? No, but yeah. what happens if like the next month, their your mom's like, I need a thousand dollars. The next month, your mom needs a thousand dollars, and now you realize, oh, no, no, oh then, wait. then we're having, a, yeah, then we're. No, we're having a conversation like, hey, what's what's going on now? Because right. if it's if it's like, hey, you approach me like, hey, you know, my taxes, I haven't paid taxes in like the last quarter. I need like $5,000. So then I know what I'm facing on helping her get right. But if it, yeah, if it's if it's like I need a thousand dollars this month and all of a sudden every month now it's a thousand. Then yeah, we're having a conversation like, mom, what's going on? Gotcha. You know, I get that. But yeah, if it's a random, if my mom comes to me and asks me for money, it's definitely like she needs it and she's coming right. to me because I'm the oldest of, of all the uh -huh. siblings. And you know, I'm like, hey, everything okay? Obviously, you know, I'm asking her if everything is okay. If she's saying, well, not, it's not because I'm coming to you for this. Then that's a little, you know, that's a little different. But, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. I'm not in the habit of lending money to friends at all. Like I've never loaned um, friend uh, a friend money over like maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. And in most cases, any person that I'm with, significant you know, like a significant other, I've never I've never loaned money to. That's good. It's it's they need something, I give it to them. Mm -hmm. Because again, you know, we're, we're sharing a life. Like you like your like your dad and your mom said. You know, you guys are sharing everything. You, you know, that's what it is. But you know, I've I have friends that'll they'll lend their wife fifty dollars with interest. I give you fifty, I want back seventy. I'm like, what? What the fuck? Are you well, serious? It's like, yeah, I'm serious. I, I think that's something else to talk. Like, do you believe in like everybody, like your household, married couple or partnership? Do you believe that there's one account, like one checking and one savings, or are there multiple accounts? No, I've all. Always, I've always had I've always had separate accounts. Okay. Um, we have separate accounts. Like I've always I've because and I think I told you why because I, I had I had one relationship where we had we we had a joint account mm -hmm. and it was just not a good look. Like things were just yeah. flying in and out, no questions asked or whatever. And the thing was that I don't want to ever question anybody or have me question about what I'm spending my money on. I've seen situations. I've seen situations where someone went to Starbucks and bought something for like 12 or 13 dollars and their wife mm -hmm. say who did you buy a drink for or who did you buy something for starbucks <laughs> because they share yeah. an account and i'm uh -huh. like what you, and i'm t i'm asking them like what do you like, what do you mean how does she know that because she, she knows what i get i might get a a, a, a green tea frappuccino six dollars and 86 cents so the other <laughs> unless i i didn't buy two of those drinks necessarily right. so i bought something for someone else 
right? And, and it could have been a friend, it could have been a coworker, it could have been, you know, another significant other. I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. Like, if you buy mm-hmm. something, I don't want to say, hey, Kelsey, what did you buy? Right. What the hell did you buy? You know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to feel like as hard as they work for them to feel like I'm clocking their dollars. Like, hey, I see at your, you know, every night, you know, every, every mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night with the girls, you know, like you, you know, you're drinking, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, do, do, do you. Now, when it comes to paying bills, we, we, we pay our fair share of whatever it is. But again, I right. don't, I don't want to look into your account, even ask you, Hey, how, how many, how much do you have in savings or whatever? I don't, I don't make a practice of that for myself mm-hmm. and I don't I don't put that on others it's been a long time like 20 something years since I've had a joint account with somebody it's, it's mm. all separate and 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 I stash <laughs> and I stash see I was hey, no. <laughs> every guy needs to stash well just I think every person needs to stash like not only guys girls too but I think like again growing up with my family seeing my parents one account and stuff like that and I'm like alright that's what I want that's what I want getting older Mm -hmm. and in this time i'm like okay i understand maybe having one account where we just both contribute that's where all the bills the household items that's where you put in our account and then we all have our separate accounts of like our play money so if i want to go out to the girls to a winery that's coming out of like my play money and not like our joint like account for like bills absolutely and yeah and i'm fine with that if we if we establish a savings account that we just dump money into that's cool Mm -hmm. but again i'm not sitting with you going through your your bank statement looking at what's this what's that what did you no i have time for that shit and i don't have time to explain my 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 spendings either you know as long as i can cover the shelter the transportation and the food (laughs) i'm good and that's whether i'm single or, or 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 with somebody that's how i feel about about that people people don't realize like when you make a serious commitment to somebody how debt and how you're spending and the, the lifestyle that you have lived how it's impacted because a lot of people don't they don't really take into take into account that okay well you know we were seeing each other we had two apartments to pay for we had two cardinals to pay for now we're under one household these things should, should not be consolidated we're okay we'll work to pay off your car so then that way yeah. in a year from now we'll have just one car note like that some people don't they don't really take like take that into stock at all and they just kind of go about living mm-hmm. their lives like they were still living in separate places and and that always felt that was like crazy to me and i was like what what are you doing like just we there's no we now i mean there's no me now there's we like if you need something We'll, we'll take care of that but again you're right it all it all stems from how how you guys are in the relationship yeah. how you guys 100%. interact with each other because mm-hmm. um, the moment yeah like see like the moment i say i'm lending you money two things are happening either we're not like that or for me it's like um i'm taking it from something else like if you say hey i need four hundred dollars i'm like all right well you know what my car note is not due for like another two and a half weeks i can give it to you now but i'll, I'll need it back to cover the car note that's going to be setting yeah so that that would be the only offsetting thing offsetting thing that i would you know do do for a significant other like hey i'm gonna take it from here and you have to know that i'm doing that because i'm gonna need this back you know it's kind of crazy but um you know like we're shit we're like five weeks away from student loans kicking back mm-hmm. in and a lot of people are planning and a lot of people are doing the old ace fable of the grasshopper and the ant they're like oh i'll be fine yeah and then when that that payment kicks in because again she's speaking for someone who's in housing when you go to buy a house student loans um being up to date is important because Mm -hmm. it's a federal loan and most of these banks if you're doing fha 
it's a federal loan. It's a federal loan. Like they, mm-hmm. you're looking at how you how you're taking care of that. Be you know, be mindful and be wary of that. Any parting words for our audience tonight, Kay? I would say I think finances are very important in a relationship and just in your own way of life and to always be money conscious, but also have fun. Enjoy it. Like you said, you're not going to be able to take it with you once you're gone. So enjoy it while you can. If you want to leave a little nest egg for family and friends, if not, then splurge. Do what you want to with it because it's your mm. hard-earned money. Nobody else's. For me, I would I would leave you guys with know your, as Kay said, know what you need and what you want. It's very important, especially you guys that are coming out of college. I don't think college does a real good job unless you're in a particular field that you're going into that prepares you for the real world. When you have to go pay rent, when you have to buy a car and you don't have enough credit you have to get a co-signer and things of that nature now you're pulling someone else into your debt into your situation that they may have nothing to do with what's going on with you and you know as you're as you're navigating the new normal of, of your finances you gotta you gotta understand the things that you spent money on that don't really matter you'll be surprised if, if, if you smoke for instance if you smoke a cig if you smoke cigarettes how much a pack costs a week or a day mm-hmm. a week times a month times a year you'll find out you know i i pay for cable like like a stupid ass and it's about twenty four hundred dollars a year that can be redirected on something else or to savings that i you know i could stream everything and not have to pay for cable so you know know what you're doing um if you're pulling someone into your debt be transparent you know let them know and if you're someone who kind of traffics in the in the in the sense of like hey I'm, i'm gonna do me you do you then you got to reevaluate how you're going to do relationships because uh, it's going to come come a point where you guys are going to be making mm-hmm. plans for a wedding or for something and yeah. that habit or those those spending habits will have to be curved because you won't have any money it's just it's how it is thank you for listening to uh can cleave and we uh we welcome all the new listeners we welcome all back all our old listeners and we look forward to giving you some great content uh, on upcoming shows thank you and have a great evening 